JMI Wealth, Andrew Kelleher, how are you? Yeah, very well this morning, Mike. How about the dairy? When does it stop? <laughs> oh, step on down, skim milk powder. Jeez. It's already, already positioning itself for a gold star or a special mention award at the end of year awards as skim milk powder, Mike. Um, <laughs> and the supporting actor role of whole milk powder shouldn't be forgotten. And don't so forget the butter. And the butter. Well, yeah, don't forget the butter. Everything's great with butter. Um, now, we're talking about the global dairy trade auction overnight, and it's all been good news recently for dairy commodity prices. So we've had two pretty massive results recently. 18th of January, global dairy trade price index lifted 4.6%, lifted on the 1st of February uh, by 4.1%. So there's really only been one blemish on this strong run since July or August of last year, and that was a little blip down just before Christmas. But as I say, the key role in this has been played by skim milk powder. And overnight, here we go again. Skim milk powder up 6%. Overall global dairy trade index up a further 4.2%. Uh, just if you look at skim milk powder, last July, the price index just hovering under 3,000 US dollars. Now just hovering under 4,300 US dollars. We've had a 44% recovery in the price. Quite remarkable, really. Uh, we expected the auction to be strong last night, and it did deliver. I will make a couple um, of comments. This is all feeding, obviously, through into a very strong Farmgate milk price. So you've got lots of cash throwing through the rural economy, or you will have, which is good. Uh, the milk production dynamics around the world are contributing to this demand, lower milk production, so that's keeping the pressure on prices. Happy days for farmers, although it does put pressure on Fonterra as effectively the cost of their raw material goes up. But yeah, all good news. Yep, good stuff. I'm looking at a couple of numbers here on migration. Of course, they're flooding oh. into the country, we know that. There were more departures than arrivals. Yeah, that's right. One yeah. thing that isn't going up is migration and travel numbers. But before we just look at the uh, look at the numbers, Mike, I've got a um, I've just got a little wee soapbox. So we have a, a, a labour supply constraint problem, don't we? Wouldn't it make sense to think about later on this year allowing some net migration? I mean, we're consenting. There's no we're consenting and building houses at the highest rate since the 1970s. So that's been an issue uh, historically. Shouldn't be an issue going forward. Um, we have and are going to get very clear wage impression, uh, wage pressure on inflation this year. So think about all those wage agreements that are sort of indexed to CPI or historically correlated CPI. So this lack of labour supply will only exacerbate the pressure on the cost of labour this year. So, you know, you can raise the official cash rate, Mike, but it's a pretty blunt tool to deal with or to use on this problem. Higher interest rates, they affect general demand eventually. But you run the risk of wage pressure cycling into generalised inflation for one to two years before we get that delayed reaction to higher OCR. So off my soapbox. Anyway, looking at the 2021 numbers, if you compare those with 2020, well, they were COVID affected as well. Now we're going into year three. But annual net migration, yes, a loss of 3,900 people. Uh, in 2020, we had a gain of uh, just under 37,000. We did see net migration losses back in 2011, 2012, so around a decade ago. But... You know, we were. If you look at 2017 to 19, what were we? 53,000, 50,000, 72 and a half thousand. We were importing people. Um, and I know those of us with 20-something sort of offspring are aware of the mood of that age group as well. Mike, they're all looking to leave. They, they all want to go. Travel, uh, border crossings, these numbers are really, really depressing. The number of border crossings was the lowest for a calendar year since 1971. You may not like the Hermit Kingdom moniker, Mike, but the numbers do lend themselves to that description. We had 826,000 border crossings last year. In 2019, we had 14.2 million.
There you go. It's depressing. It speaks for itself, doesn't yes, it? Yes, it does. What are the numbers? Well, we've got a bit of a rally going on. Uh, that easing of tensions between Russia and Ukraine, that's uh, equity markets quite like that. So the Dow Jones is up 359 points at the moment, 34,925. That's up over 1%. Uh, the S&P 500 up 1.4%, uh, 62 points, 4464. Uh, and the NASDAQ is up 1.7%, 14,026. So all good news there. Uh, the FTSE 100 overnight up 77, 7608. The Nikkei down 214, 268. Uh, Shanghai Composite up 17, 3446. Uh, the ASX 200, we had a good result from BHP actually yesterday, yeah. Mike. Uh, 7206 is the ASX 200 close. It was down 37, about half percent. And we were relatively unchanged yesterday, down 12 points on the NZX 50, 11,938. Kiwi a little bit stronger this morning, 0.6639 against the US, 0.9287 Aussie. 0.5841 euro, 0.4903 pounds, 76.77 Japanese yen. Gold has come off a little bit, $1,851.80, as has oil. Not a lot, but a little bit, Mike, $92.65. We'll take all that we can get. You have a good one. See you tomorrow. Andrew Kelleher, jmiwealth.co.nz.